Then the Lord said to Noah, Go into the ark, and you and all your household, for I have seen that you alone are righteous before me in this generation. Take with you seven pairs of all clean animals, the male and its mate, and the pair of the animals that are not clean, the male and its mate, and seven pairs of the birds of the air, also male and female, to keep their kind alive on the face of the earth. For in seven days I will send the rain on the earth for forty days. What? For, <laughs> for, for in seven days I will... Oh, right. So he's, he's putting a week's, uh, a week's worth of time around here, and then he's saying in, for 40 days it'll rain. Okay. Man. Um, yeah. <laughs> 40 days and 40 nights. And every living thing that I have made I will blot out from the face of the ground. And Noah did all that the Lord had commanded him. The Great Foot. Coming soon. <laughs> I'm Alexander. I'm Diogenes. I'm The Connection. And you're listening to Atheists Read the Bible. Get ready for a spiritual journey as two godless atheists read the Bible from cover to cover. Will they learn to love Jesus? Or will they continue to forfeit their souls to Satan? Find out what happens when the Bible stops being polite and starts getting weird. So it's interesting, it's uh, also seven pairs of clean animals, and the non-clean animals, just one pair. So they're going to eat the other six? Well, Six pairs? It's more complex instructions than the previous chapter, right? Because the previous chapter, it just says two. Right. So we and went we from a pair. We have. We've jumped books. <laughs> we have, according to Richard Elliot Friedman's The Bible with Sources Revealed. We went from the priestly source and we are now back to the Yahwist source for. Pretty much, how, how far did you read? To the end of the paragraph. What, yeah, the verse number. Five. So that is that is all conveniently the Yahweh source. And then in six, we go into other, which is... I don't think it explains who other is. <laughs> we, we should do some research and find out who this other. Oh, you know who this is? This is the this is the book of generations. I bet I bet this is five. And the magician was there. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's strange that there's seven pairs of birds and seven pairs of clean animals. I feel like they're um, they're sitting in the back drawing lots. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh shit, who's gonna go this week? What about what about the whole like collecting like sea animals? Oh yeah, where are <laughs> like, the sea like, animals? Do they not think like, well, I, I don't worry about that. Yeah. <laughs> just don't or, or you know, just keep a certain amount. <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, did, oh, did you have to go that far, you think? I mean, flooding won't affect any of the sea animals. Exactly. It'll be like an excessive amount, right? Yeah. So, like they never thought like I'm gonna bring balance to this. <laughs> or did they, he were they he's supporting it? the sea monsters? <laughs> were were they were they created? Yeah, they were. Like yeah. all, all types of life. So <laughs> No, they specifically call out sea monsters and this blotting out will not include the sea monsters because they live in the sea. That is true. And the sea monsters symbolize chaos and are a trope and like there's the Leviathan that shows up later. Yeah, it's a thing. Sea monsters. But but the the point of the Yahweh source is that God, even he created if it is does he create sea monsters? Is that the Yahweh source or the priestly source? I, I don't that know. might be the priestly source. But anyway, the point of it is that God created even the sea monsters. It's in other myths, it's that the the world was formed by this battle with chaos. Uh, but the, oh, the point of the Bible is that Yahweh created even the sea monsters. The sea monster part is polemical. The authorship of this religious faction 
all of these and all subsequent religious factions are saying that they're they're putting themselves a step above the others in the area who have the, their starting line at uh, chaos and order creating the universe. And they're saying, oh yeah, that that's cute, but ours made that right. And in this. In this particular chapter, it's kind of returning to that primordial state where all you had was waters, right? But that's yeah. We'll, we'll figure that's why he's just like leave the leave the sea life alone. <laughs> Don't worry about that. I got that covered. <laughs> so, but what did all the things that are going to be wiped out are things in the upper waters? Like it, it's the uh, the sky, right? Everything above the sea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All the birds. Like what? Why? No, it's not the upper waters. The birds don't fly in the upper waters. The upper waters is like the heavenly realm. Oh, the birds fly across the dome of the sky or firmament of the sky, depending ah. on which version Bible you have. What did the birds do? Because the the rationale, right, for this right, for this is, flood yeah. is the, convoluted at best. These uh, children of God or the sons of God? What was it? The Nephilim. <laughs> They they start having sex with Earth ladies and be, and having babies and that was the impetus to destroy to blot out the uh, the people. But I don't understand why there's all this anger towards everything he created. Uh, it's it's like a tantrum, right? Well, he was he was upset, right? Like right. that's his whole deal, right? He's just like. It is. It, 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 it is, seems it, like it's way over the top. It's a bit over the top. It's, a, it's kind of like, dude, you, you, come on, you made the mess. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But it seems like he's throwing his toys around. Yeah. Like, you look at it, and in, uh, he's like, well, you guys fucked up, so fucking... I'm, I'm making a sweeping gesture with my arm. <laughs> but what's that called? But you're flipping the table. It's, it's like, I can't win it at the game. Fuck it. Like, he created all these things. Like, if their nature is sinful, didn't God, like, God created, right, God created the snake, God created Eve, God created the tree of knowledge of good and evil. So evil enters the world, you know, through, we we blame Eve for it, theologically, or people do, but... It seems like God is like the one in control here if he's supposedly the one in control here, right? Right. It was the machination from the start. It was and the whole thing was a setup. But why is his best idea let me drown everything and start over? Have you ever played SimCity? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, I have. I mean, my favorite part was working so hard to build the city and people are moving to it. Then you save the game and release the giant sea monster, the tornado, just to fuck it up, see what happens. <laughs> see, and I, I feel n- it's I a lot like that. I never played it that way. Really? Yeah, I just never did. That was half the fun. You build up the tower and then you knock it over. They have a Bible version of The Sims? Oh. <laughs> of Sims? <laughs> uh, they have Sims Bible version. <laughs> Sims BC. <laughs> is, that re- is that a thing? No, they should. Oh, they should absolutely. <laughs> Instead of arcologies, you have the Ark of the Covenant. I have six arcs. That'd be, that'd be great. When when you guys played The Sims, did you ever like build rooms and then take away the door? I never. Yeah, I never really played The Sims, but that sounds horrifying. Why would you? The little person just bangs on the wall for a while and they sit in the corner after they give up. It's also horrifying because you can have someone swimming in a pool, and then you can take out the ladder. They don't like that. But I don't understand why they just don't just go over to the side of the pool, yeah, and hop out on on your arms. They're like lemmings. <laughs> like, why didn't anyone else build an ark? Yeah. Why didn't anyone else build an ark? I feel like I feel like if like did Noah have neighbors? You think? I'm sure. Uh, but like, if some dude starts building a boat in his in, in his backyard, you're not gonna be like, man, I should build one of those too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, were there copycats or other? like, where'd you get all that? Wood? That's where all the wood is going. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Well, so but the thing about this story is there's countless Noah characters. There's I've only seen one. Yeah, this is like no, no, no. no, no. I'm talking about the flood story oh. as an abstract, right? Right, like. Noah is an archetypal character who's uh, Noah uh, and his archetype. Yeah, it's, <laughs> well, yeah, and like Atrahasis, it's Atrahasis is the Noah guy. 
and there's like but there's like yeah there's a lot of myths where this particular thing happens where the gods this it's usually gods decide to flood the world and they let one person know and one person builds a boat and you know survives the thing in Atrahasis, i think it's anki mm-hmm. and uh well isn't anki also responsible for giving knowledge to man well supposedly he's, like, he's the prometheus guy right yeah supposedly he's the snake and uh or some people think that and dagon yes and dagon <laughs> <laughs> so dagon in mesopotamia they had uh, it was this character named Dagon mm-hmm. that was this fish that walked out of the water and taught all the people about farming and writing and reading and, and math. And th- and this is also a, a trope, uh, archetypical character, uh, because you have, you know, Thoth, 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 in Egypt, and Hermes okay. in, yeah, in the yeah, Greek yeah. pantheon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, they, and they're all the same kind of characters. You know, somebody right. that comes from from outside and uh, teaches everybody. So the priests in Mesopotamia, in honor of Dagon, would wear uh, these like fish carcasses. So the, the head of the fish would be on their, the top of their head with a mouth open. And they would have like the scaly fish skin going down to the tail, down the, down the uh, guy's back. Uh-huh. Just to just to point this out, this is the opposite of all of our atheist read the Bible graphics, <laughs> which comes down to just me not realizing. But logically, how do you put a fish on your head through the mouth? No, apparently you slit a hole in its <laughs> neck and shove your your head through the fish <laughs> neck hole. That's weird. Uh, if you put a fish mouth down on your head. It's like the fish is eating you, as opposed to you being a part of the fish I from the inside. But isn't isn't that Anki's thing too? He's got a fish. Well, he also uh, came out of the water, Anki. Right, and he's got the stream symbolism. He's frequently depicted with like a stream behind him, and it symbolizes. It's like a similar thing to the Garden of Eden. It's like the primordial uh, rivers with fish in them, little fish. But he also. Like, how many fish hat guys are there? Was this a comic? Like, did he have, like, human legs or something? Yeah, yeah, he did. <laughs> he did? Yeah. <laughs> I'm picturing a fish with human legs and then just, like, fish body, yeah, there's human arms. Yeah, that look like that. Yeah. <laughs> but, but South Park style. <laughs> <laughs> to answer your question, Alexander, yes, there were all of the priests or the high priests or whatever would dress up like fishmen. It was a thing. And you could see it, you could see it on the tablets. Or not the tablets, the... Uh, the stone reliefs. No, I've seen. I yeah, I've seen the pictures. I'm wondering like why. <laughs> oh, because they wanted. To, it's, it's like a cargo cult thing, right? Like, this guy comes out of the water. You want to imitate him to show that you are your hip with the jive. And uh, was that the intent of the thing that came out the water? So you're all gonna follow me? <laughs> yeah. No. He, the, the the idea was like to bring light to the give the knowledge, the forbidden knowledge, which. Yeah, you were plays into the reason God has to flood the world because somebody else, because somebody else came and figured it out. Well, no, they 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 figured it out because they they introduced not. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and like we read in this, we read in this one and the past one that Noah was perfect in his generation, which is interpreted by wackadoos on YouTube and maybe some other people. To me, Noah didn't have this alien Nephilim DNA thing, <laughs> right? So he wasn't like a weird hybrid like everything else was. It's hard so to believe, though, that he would be the only one. Family that No, that's the thing. He was perfect in his generation. He's the one pure uh, bloodline. But that's why they, it's his family that repopulates. So one thing that I think is confusing is how long was it? We should have, I guess, talked about this last week. But how long was it before God got pissed off with the Nephilim for going down and, and making the babies? Because if it's generations of people, that, that's like a long time to totally saturate a city except for one guy. 
I guess for God, time the span of time is a little different. It seems like he's like he's been watching this for a long. He's like, let's see how far this will go. Yeah, it's like, oh, oh, no, 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 oh, yeah. oh, you guys are idolizing things. Oh, I don't like that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> this is not working for me. All right, so do we want to move on and we'll learn a little bit more about uh, the time frame that this might have uh, happened? Sure. Yeah. Noah was six hundred years old when the flood waters came on the earth. And Noah, with his sons and his wife, and his sons' wives, went into the ark to escape the waters of the flood, of clean animals, and of animals that are not clean, and of birds, and of everything that creeps upon the ground. Two and two, male and female, went into the ark with Noah, as God had commanded Noah. We saw just a few seconds ago, that we have specific numbers, right? Like we right. have. It was much more complex instructions than that. Yeah, it was seven, seven for the clean animals, seven pair, uh, so fourteen. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, that is so many clean animals. The animals with baths, two of the animals that didn't take baths, and then seven pairs of, of each bird. That is so many animals. <laughs> <laughs> Well, especially for a 600-year-old man, you would think at 600. <laughs> Maybe at 450, he could have handled all those yeah, words. Right. <laughs> but at 600, it's right out. Come on, but that, no, that brings us back. Uh, that brings us back to what the time frame was that you were talking about before. When did this whole thing occur? Right. Right. Like. Oh yeah. How long was it from the time that the Nephilim came down and started mating everywhere? But it seems like generations are very ambiguous because people are living so long and having ages, like having kids at these ages that just don't seem like right. But then 600 (laughs) has got to be super, still has to be super old for the time then. Because even if that's the case and there's a lot of births that are, that would supposedly be happening because the generations are so murky and everybody's having sex with their cousins and all of this nonsense. You'd still have all those people from that prime generation before the Nephilim started making all these babies. Oh, that's a good point. So, did they all die? They get all so old that they're dying and he's the last one left? Or is this happening like way, way, way down in the narrative? Many, many, many generations. Well, God also, another curious thing about this is in the previous chapter, God set a limit of 125 years. And Noah has clearly outlived that limit being 600 years old. Right. So, like, was he grandfathered in? That, like, oh, well, since you're already 450 and I'm limiting ages to 125, eh, I guess, you know. Oh. Because he's past the threshold. Right. Yeah, I have no recollection of that. I only kind of remember it once we hear it (laughs) and it's like oh yeah all those things happened what's really interesting to me is when i hear myself say something i'm like where are you going with this you don't have anything to say about this what is this bullshit and then i say something that i had forgotten that was real information that was like uh (laughs) that i knew at one point that i retaught myself just in that moment this is a substantially fewer amount of animals. This is only two of each type. So in that case, what the fuck are they eating? Maybe they butchered some, because doesn't God say take food? And maybe they butchered some animals when they all showed up at but the ark and there was that artificial selection process. But isn't that why there's seven of the clean animals? Because you can eat the clean animals? So they're going to be eating them on the, on the, the voyage? Is that just enough for 40 days? Yeah. <laughs> 40 nights. Oh, like, have we gotten that far? Oh, 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 my bad. Like, because uh, oh, yeah. I, I was like. I think, yeah. You oh, did I did say that. Say yeah. Once. Okay. Yeah. So, like, the whole idea is that, you know, you have X amount just that feed the animals for this much time. Yeah. <laughs> like, was it already predetermined? But, I mean, you figure. Well, yeah. and what do you feed the dinosaurs, man? Like, dinosaurs in a confined space, number one. And number two, like, what do you feed a brontosaurus? Unicorns. On a boat. Unicorns. Like, yeah, unicorns are good for their bones. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, unicorns are clean animals. There were a lot of them, but they all got eaten. 
because you couldn't stop eating the unicorns once you started. That's what happened to the unicorns. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, mmm, this glitter. This glitter in my belly. Om nom 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 nom. And after seven days, the waters of the flood came on the earth. <laughs> that was a good right? line. Came on the earth? What a, come on. So what waters is this? Is this the same waters as the previous waters? Are these like fundamental chaos waters? I'm just going to say it because I can't figure out if we're there or not. Uh, in one source, in the J source, it just rains. And in the priestly source that set up the whole upper and lower waters thing, it's the windows from uh, the upper waters. But it's kind of funny that like J is just the Yahweh source is much less. Uh, it just rains. <laughs> <laughs> it rains a lot. Did Noah have to like go after like while or while collecting animals? Do you think he had to like go through the whole like I got to tell my friends later <laughs> like that's kind of a fucked up guilt of to like just while this whole preparation by the way right, just kind of looking right. back like do do you think do you think people who really like praise on this book <laughs> yeah think like a little bit beyond the uh all right yeah just you gotta purge everything and that's it it's like dude what about all the shit he has to deal with like i'm hanging out with you buddy i'm building the ark i've been doing yeah. that every evening <laughs> have a good time but, dying you know, I, I, I know you're all fucked by the way but yeah let me get another drink real quick yeah yeah exactly i'll see you guys later like what do you think about the last night <laughs> after like does he only talk to his friends is that's why he, is that why he's so like you know yeah. per perfect being <laughs> oh, how many friends do you have at 600 and yeah, and if he's perfect in his generation and the whole thing about being perfect is like genetically different, like is he talking to the human angel hybrids that are around or is he like the last human family, you know? Do you think God, I mean, like Noah wanted to actually just ask God like, hey, uh, could he just not do that? <laughs> right. Yeah. There's no bargaining process, which you think there no should protest. be. There's no protest either. Yeah, there's no protest. There's no like, it's like, doesn't he have to think like, all right, that's kind of fucked up if I'm supposed to have a conscience <laughs> and be such a righteous person. Well, maybe he's so thrilled that God chose him and his family and like he's not going to rock the boat, so to speak. Pardon the pun. Let's just <laughs> rock the boat, don't rock the boat, baby. Rock the boat, don't flip the boat over. Changing the perspective a bit. Nobody else hears God, right? You go home to your family and your wife comes up to you and says, God told me I need to build an ark. And you're like, all right, right honey. <laughs> and like, think about how strange this has to be for his family. Like he's going to doing all of this and put, building all these resources like, all right, dad's gone nuts again. Everybody on the periphery of this guy's personal communication with God must have thought he was nuts. Yeah. Or, or if, if he had the, I mean, clearly he had the resource to get that done too. Because I'm thinking like, was, you know, over 600 years, does he have like just that much resource to even make all of, like where did he get the materials from it's a good it's a good point well what was the ark made of gopher wood oh that's right gopher wood we yeah. read that like <laughs> one week ago yeah. i know in biblical time that's like five thousand years but it's one week gopher wood being a word that has no english equivalent right it says in hebrew Gopher. Gopher. They couldn't translate it. So what is gopher wood? What a stupid question. <laughs> <laughs> what is gopher wood? <laughs> yeah, but that was the previous chapter. I'm all caught up. Thank you. Are you, are you looking forward to Christmas, Diogenes? I am. I am. It's in like two days. It really is like once Halloween hits... It's like just a pouncing tiger right to the end of the year. Just bam, 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 bam. Are you doing anything fun for uh, Christmas, Alexander? Uh, not particularly. No, I'm going to see my parents, probably my family. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. I just, I just made it sound really awful to see my parents. And my family, <laughs> you but, did. Uh, you did. I mean, I'm amped about it. <laughs> I'm sure that comes across. 
What about you, the connection? Uh, just going to hang out with the family as well. Nice. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah, nothing big. No travel plans. Just taking it easy. How, yeah. how did you celebrate Christmas? Uh, movie and Chinese food. <laughs> that's a good Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny because uh, we're going to be traveling this year, and the part of the family that we're going to see does that very thing <laughs> every Christmas. And it's like, huh, I guess that does come from somewhere. It's not just this, you know, cultural truism. <laughs> it's a thing that actually exists. I, I had not heard of it before you really? told it to me. Yeah. Oh, that, that, that's a huge thing. Um, I, did not, I didn't know that either. <laughs> yeah, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a common thing that on Christmas, uh, at least where I'm from, uh, you go see a movie in the movie theater and then you have dinner at a Chinese restaurant. <laughs> I, isn't that really the Christmas spirit of just unbridled capitalism on the part of the Chinese? <laughs> it always blows my mind when places are open Thanksgiving and, and Christmas. Why? There's no reason. No. There's no reason. Yeah, let everyone have a day. Jesus Christ, why do you need to do that? I don't know. Sometimes I like, I like the idea of Chinese food being open on Christmas. <laughs> well, every Christmas, my family we always uh, we always grab food from different from a different country. Oh, like that's that's, cool. that's typically our our tradition. I think last year we did Indian or something. I don't know. Oh. We did Thai right before, but it's awesome. It's always our habit to just get from a different country. So see, but, that's why multi multiculturalism is important because if everyone's Christian. Where are you going to get your Chinese food from on Christmas? Can't get it anywhere. Oh, also, what are clean animals? Yeah, when does that get established? It hasn't been established yet, right? No. This is the first mention yeah. of this idea of like ritual purity. Right. Maybe it's the animals that just haven't had a bath. Maybe they're making a statement about uh, hygiene. Well, if you're going to be on a boat for 40 days and 40 nights with all these animals... You're going to, like, hose them down or something. Oh, smell of wet animal everywhere. Oh. <laughs> well, you let them dry off, uh, and then you, you know, you buff them off. Oh, oh, that's kind of smells so bad. And what do they do with the animal shit? Like, all of these animals are in this confined space. They need to make a series on what it was like seeing him wrangling these animals. <laughs> they just toss it in the ocean, man. But you can't, like train every animal in existence to hang their ass off the side of the no, boat. No, you have shovels. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, that's what days, it's <laughs> what they did for 40 days and 40 nights is shovel shit. I feel like I feel like though, right? So you got Noah his wife, his sons and his sons wives. How many sons did Noah have? Was that established? Yes, he had 3. three. Ham, Shem and Japheth. Japheth <laughs> yeah, I'm J Fifth. For our purposes, let's say yes. <laughs> but no. Have you guys ever had a friend named Ham? No. <laughs> I think Ham is the most hilarious name, by the way, <laughs> of, of the three. Right. Like, oh, that's the tasty one. It's like someone is just making this stuff up, right. really. They're like, his. his four sons. Yeah, right. <laughs> so we got six. Seven, eight. We have eight people for all two to seven pairs of all of the animals. There is no way that given 40 days or 4,000 days that they could ever compete and keep up on that amount of shit. <laughs> well, what do you do? <laughs> There's only eight of them. Uh, what kind of system do you design for the piss? Ugh. Where does the piss go? Isn't that gonna rot the interior the like and all the ammonia and like Oh my god, it was and like the so dinosaurs. Much. See that's the whole thing. If you start thinking about like every animal Well dinosaurs like, are are dinosaurs like around there as well I think at this point. Are dinosaurs real? <laughs> like, like, yeah, yeah. Or like you know, like the dinosaurs that you're thinking of or <laughs> I don't know. Do you believe in dinosaurs? It's an open question on this podcast. <laughs> Well, uh, I would say dinosaurs are real, but I mean, like they would have been created with uh, other things. They would they would be around the same time as right. like as Noah. Like he he would have to dodge dinosaurs once in a while. Right. They think the young Earth creationists think the dinosaurs died in Noah's flood, 
But Yahweh was very clear that you need to take these animals with you on the ark, and that should include dinosaurs, but for some reason did not conspicuously. Because how do you fit a brontosaurus with how ma- however many cubits? It was like something like 270 feet, right? Is what we figured out. Right. How do you fit two of the... what And what dinosaurs are clean and unclean? Where does it actually establish that? Do you it know? doesn't. It just, it just comes out of whole cloth. <laughs> but I'm saying like in the context of being a Jew and knowing about oh, kosher things, where it, does it establish that? Where is it established? I'm not sure, but it's called the kashrut. I, I was never very up on it, but... Uh, <laughs> never, prohibition... never observe that one. No, no. <laughs> I, I love bacon. Uh, bacon and shellfish. They go well together. <laughs> yeah. It was uh, only only animals with cleft hooves you can eat. So like cows and goats and sheep, but not horses because they don't have a cleft hoof. So is there a Wikipedia page that tells you which ones have cleft hooves? That seems like a lot of forethought you have to go through. Yeah, well. It's a quick chart. <laughs> I've never thought about the clefts of the hooves of the animals. But yeah, that's that's that was the thing. So and you then, can't eat a horse. Right, exactly. Okay. No horses. Uh, or pigs. So no meatballs, no Swedish meatballs from Ikea. <laughs> yes. And no uh, hamburger meat from Aldi. <laughs> <laughs> that's what's going to get us sued. It's got to be something, Diogenes. It's got to be something. Um, Does God ever say, like, here's what kosher is? You need to not eat these things and eat these things instead. Or is it like one of those things where people people pull together different parts of bullshit? I'm not sure. I think we started to look that up and then got distracted. Yeah, no, there's been a lot of distractions. We could come back to it if you want to continue looking it up. So to answer your question, the most, according to to this response on Quora.com, because that's always the most trustworthy, the most basic laws of the Kashrut are derived from the Torah's book of Leviticus, written between 1440 and 1400 BC. In Deuteronomy, these sermons were given during the 40-day period prior to Israel's entering the Promised Land. The year was... 1410 BC to remind them of God's law. So if we're thinking this is chronological, like the way we're reading it, then these rules don't exist yet in the world. That is true. The concept of clean and unclean animals does not yet exist. The only rules that exist in the world is don't eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil and don't kill your brother. Don't talk about Fight Club. (laughs) <laughs> which was not actually a rule that God made, but which was more we can infer from his reaction that he was unhappy because he cursed everything in sight, except Adam, curiously. Yes. Adam gets off very easy on that whole thing. Mm. I'm sure it's no easy thing to be God. It's got to be difficult to be God. But it also seems like if God is omniscient and benevolent and all these things, like, he should be more in control and not flipping out all the time that his creation isn't working out the way he thought it was. And expressing regret. But what was I just saying? Well, this all started from us just wondering, like, you know. Oh, there was something about dinosaurs. How many dinosaurs can you fit in a boat? Oh, yeah. But just to say the timing of being around. Oh, yeah. So they would have been created yeah. with the things in Genesis 1 and 2. Animals are created. Uh, so they would have been created with those things. Everything that creeps and everything that swims and everything that flies across the firmament of the, you know, of heaven. But we come back to the fish. Why are the fish spared? Because he's got no good way to kill fish. He only knows how to drown things, apparently. Maybe he just had a fucked up pH balance in the water and just killed everything (laughs) in the water, too. Yes, it's so easy to kill fish. (laughs) You're right. All he has to do is, like, change one thing by half a percent, and it's like, all the fish are dead. Why didn't he just change the universal gravitational constant to some random number? And, like, all of the universe would have went wacky for, you know, however long he wanted, 40 days and 40 nights, (laughs) however long that is, if everything is just going fucking nuts because you're changing (laughs) the laws of physics at random. (laughs) 
How insane would that be if, if it just changed on a dime like that? It's like everything's fine and then everything's not fine. Given the period of time, did he know he was going to sail like the earth? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> you know, like was he like, I'm going around the world? Yeah, it hasn't given him a destination yet, right? Because he's just kind of going, like, wherever. Is that his deal? And he just knows, I'm going to just go endless? Yeah. Or am I going to float stationary? to build this boat, right? (laughs) Well, he knows the floodwaters are going to presumably, because he's got a provision for 40 days and 40 nights. Mm. Does he anchor, though? Or does he, like, I'm just going to travel? I think it just floats. But flooding was very common in this region of the world. There's a style of boat that people would use whenever the floods would come, and it's just kind of like, oh, you know, here are the floods again. Everybody pile into the boat, it floats for a while, and it comes back down. Actually, in the Atrahasis, I get to use the Atrahasis now. Ooh, you did some research. <laughs> I finally researched. Uh, in the Atrahasis, it says, wall, wall, reed wall, reed wall. Atrahasis, pay heed to my advice that you may live forever. So did you, you didn't think of a voice for, like, Anki? Is that who was just saying that to Atrahasis? Oh, this just says a tablet's translation says. I can, uh, I'll, I'll do an Anki voice. <laughs> wall, wall, read wall, read wall, Atrahasis. Pay heed to my advice that you may live forever. Destroy your house, build a boat, despise possessions, and save a life. Draw out the boat that you will build with a circular design. Let the length and breadth be the same. It's like a survival capsule from the biblical era. People have built these things that they're not, like you said, they're not meant to actually go anywhere. It's not like a transatlantic journey. It's just, it floats. And you're sealed in your own death capsule with your family as you go insane and eat each other. Because all you have to eat is these survival crackers that taste like cardboard. That sounds horrible. (laughs) (laughs) No, yeah, all those things seem like coffins to me, don't they? When they show like the survival bunkers. It's like that's going to get sealed up. And then you're going to be like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Why did I do this? This is all my fault. I'm a fucking dumbass. (laughs) I saw a picture of a fallout shelter from the 50s. Was that the right time? (laughs) Yes, that was the right. Everyone knows that. Everyone knows that. So it was from the 50s. And inside they had built like a little kid's play area with trees They'd put trees in. They made a little, like, little tree house, and there were like rooms. It's like that's the only way you could do that. If it was as big as your fucking house below the ground, yeah. Because if it like you look at the the you know, what you think of when you think of a fallout like this one room with cans up the walls, and it's just like you would kill each other so fast. You would give yourself right, such right. Oh, So did they right. did they kill each other? I mean, let's bring it back to the ark. Like, what is the psychology of that kind of situation where, like, you're shoveling shit all day for these animals? (laughs) You can never get on top of them. He didn't explain what to do with their piss. I don't know what you do with that. The smell. The, like, wood beams. The gopher wood. (laughs) Maybe that's why it's gopher wood. It's urine ammonia canceling (laughs) gopher wood. Exactly. I mean, Yahweh, he's all-powerful, right? He can make a, a kind of wood that cancels... Uh, Ammonia, yeah. yeah. In the 600th year of Noah's life... Damn, he's old. In the second month, on the 17th day of the month... On Did that, you just read this? Was that? Oh, they start out the same way. Yeah, it's weird. It's like they repeat it. Is this a change in sources? So, yes, you're right, it is. It says, according to... The Bible with sources revealed. This 600 years comes to us from the uh, priestly source. Um, and in this, in this section, it's like alternating between the two sources, at least according to uh, Richard Elliott Friedman. And that was all done by the great redactor. <laughs> On that day, all the fountains of the great deep burst forth, and the windows of heavens were opened. 
that's interesting. See, so you have that uh, you have that deep again, yes. and the unity of the upper and lower waters again, right? Which in we uh, discussed in episode two in Enuma Elish, these things are gods. They're Absu, the freshwater god, who's like order and fresh river water, and Tiamat, who's the god of the ocean and seawater and uh, chaos. The sea monsters. Sea monsters. Well, it's interesting too. <laughs> sea monsters. The fountains of the great deep burst forth. So it's not just rain. It's like divine rain. It's like they, it's like unleashing the primordial chaos. Yeah, like what a horrible thing to happen during a flood is like geysers <laughs> just shoot at them. Like what the fuck? Like come on. <laughs> at least pick a direction that the water is gonna come from. Keep them everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> You think somebody would be standing in the wrong spot and just a geyser would? Jesus Christ! Exactly. <laughs> That's what I have to do with this. Well, it says both Enoch and Noah walked with God. And we don't know how. It doesn't say specifically how that process worked. And we do know there are biblical water geysers at least from this chapter. So it stands to reason that's as likely a reason as any, right? That a geyser just shot them up into heaven and that's how that happened. Like the Mario Brothers? Exactly <laughs> like the Mario Brothers. <laughs> yeah, there is the idea of heaven in Super Mario Brothers too, isn't there? Yeah. And like the underworld, but it's not necessarily hell. It's more like a whimsical cave world. There is fire down there. Where things go doo 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 doo. Wah 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 wah. <laughs> the rain fell on earth 40 days and 40 nights. Right, and didn't we read that before too? 40 days and 40. Jesus think, Christ. Well, you remember, he gave the warning and now it's doing it. <laughs> Wait, so are we, are we at 80 days and 80 nights now? No, no, 40 days, <laughs> 40 days and 40 nights. <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. Do we add them up? <laughs> like, oh, God said it's going to rain 40 days and 40 nights. Oh, God said it's going to rain another 40 days and 40 nights. God, that's got to suck on day 39. It's like, listen, I decided. <laughs> I haven't found how to turn the faucet off yet. <laughs> I'm working on it. I just need a little more time. I'm new at this, man. <laughs> it's really what it seems like. It's like a comedy of errors. Just trying to get you right. <laughs> right, and we had in the last chapter God expressing regret for making everything, right? It's so repetitive. I'll push past the repetitive part. On the very same day, Noah with his sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth, and Noah's wife, and the three wives and his sons entered the ark. They and every wild animal of every kind and all domestic animals of every kind, and all creeping things that creep on the earth. Did we just read this? Every, oh yeah, but they're, they're, they're really going with it again. Yeah. Every kind, every winged, <laughs> every winged creature. Because <laughs> now he's coming off more winged, like Oh, we, we so this isn't just birds, now, now the bats are okay. Never, every winged creature, every winged creature. Oh, what about, no, what about the sons of God and the Nephilim? And all those things with wings that are like the angel hybrids. The cows flopping around, the deformed like. Okay, so it mentions domesticated animals. Yeah. Does this imply, oh yeah, there are wild animals too. <laughs> and how exactly do you keep two tigers <laughs> or seven tigers? I don't know if a tiger is clean or unclean or... But yeah, how do you keep wild animals? I would think a tiger, there would be seven pairs of, because they do clean their own paws. They're very neat animals. You're probably right. Maybe they're just better house guests. That's why there's seven of them. They added on every winged creature. Right. Every winged creature now. So it's not just... Yeah, every bird of every kind, every bird, every winged creature. That's a weird line. It's just too... It's just yeah. Too... <laughs> Yeah, it's a little but I, I think it's like uh, you guys ever listen to like drone music. I think they just like get into it with the repetitiveness. They're like, yeah, every bird, man, every winged creature, every bird, every winged creature, every bird. <laughs> <laughs> they went they went into the ark with Noah, two and two of all flesh in which there was the breath of life. And those that entered male and female of all flesh went in as God had commanded him. And the Lord shut him in. Oh, weird. The Lord, the Lord closed the door. 
That's crazy. <laughs> what if what if the Ark is an alien spaceship? Ooh. Or I'm gonna refer to the the Wikipedia page about the cross references. Because oh. there is a cross reference to that, and then he shut him in. Bing bing. <laughs> so in the epic of Gilgamesh, it says Bring into the ship the seed of life of everything. And <laughs> in the epic of Zia Sudra, what's a stock accent that people do? <laughs> Name another kind of voice there. Is. Who protected the seed of mankind? <laughs> Oh, and there's uh, there's the different time periods for the uh, the storm. The uh, different flood myths also have different accounts. So one says, uh, Zia Sudra says the storm is swept for seven days and seven nights. Atrahasa says for seven days and seven nights came the storm. Uh, Gilgamesh says six days and seven nights the wind and the storm flood. And Genesis says rain fell upon the earth 40 days and 40 nights. And I think it's the Yahweh source. The priestly source says something different. Foreshadowing. So it's interesting that all of those other sources are like roughly a week, six days, seven nights. This is 40 days and 40 nights after a specifically stated seven day grace period. Right, it's like you have a week to build this ark, and your then shit's going to go down. All the other cultures, your storms were a week. Ours, we had a week to prepare, and then it was 40 days. 40 days How about them apples? Look at our story. <laughs> Whose story's got the big dick now? <laughs> like, if they're comparing themselves, trying to separate themselves from the surrounding cultures, it's all like, oh, yeah, your, your traditions, well, I can top that. There's a guy who just does that on, uh, he's got a podcast and a blog called, uh, shout out to a friend of the show on Twitter, at Mira Scriptura. But Mira Scriptura, he does what's uh, called mirror reading, which is like when you're listening to Trump and he ends his sentence with believe me, you just assume the opposite of what he just said in the sentence is probably true. Mm-hmm. So that's what he does. He just assumes it's polemical in some way and tries to reconstruct what the other argument must have been and see if that can in some way explain some of the contradictions and weirdness we run across. And what he's really trying to do is decipher what's in the mind of the biblical authors, right? And it also doesn't mention the women again. That's also another conspicuous thing it leaves out is like, who are their wives? Why don't they? Because it does mention some women. Yeah, it does mention some women in Cain's genealogy, curiously (laughs) enough. It mentions some women in Cain's genealogy and then the other genealogies we read in Genesis 5 and this most recent one with Noah. It does no women. Just no women. Just guys just begatting people. I don't know how guys do that on their own. I begat into the tissue. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Hashtag whacking it. We tweet a lot under hashtag whacking it. People might, not a lot of people actually tweet under hashtag whacking it. That and hashtag documentary hypothesis. And the most recent one, which I thought was just so hilarious because it's so obscure, is hashtag Mahalalel from Genesis 5. Because Mahalalel, we don't know anything about him except how long he lived and who he begat, but he's got the coolest name, Mahalalel. (laughs) That's a deep cut. (laughs) What verse are we at? The flood continued 40 days on the earth, and the water increased and bore up the ark, and it rose high above the earth. The waters swelled and increased greatly on the earth, and the ark floated on the face of the waters. Yeah, we have the face of the waters from uh, Genesis 1? 
<laughs> right, right. We we have we have a meme. I forget the numbers on the meme right now with a verse, but there's a meme for it. So which we said refers to Tihom. Tihom is the word deep in Hebrew, which has the same uh, entomology or etymology. I always forget which one is bugs and which <laughs> one is words. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it has this. It's the same word basically as as Tiamat. So you could interpret it as it's talking about the goddess Tiamat if you wanted to. If you felt so inclined by your heretical inclinations as a dirty, dirty atheist, <laughs> an atheist Jew, which I'm sure is some people's least favorite kind of uh, whichever. The waters swelled above the mountains, covering them 15 cubits deep. So that's... <laughs> that too is kind of strange, right? Because we have the waters swelling, and then you know as high as those mountains are, fifteen cubits higher. That's how high the water was. It seems like it's already spinning a yarn. Well, because water doesn't work that way. Number one, right? Um, right. This entire sea would have to be uniform depth, and because everything's coming everything's covered in water now that means everything has to the world has to be if you're a biblical literalist the world has to be a perfectly smooth sphere of uh with 15 cubits or whatever of water on top of it well i mean if you have all the water 15 cubits higher than the highest point but then the seas aren't uniform then you see them go up and down with the land It'd be. It'd look very strange. No, that's not how water works. Water is. No, I know. That's why you can't have fifteen cubits above the highest mountain and above the lowest valley, because all the water is gonna collect in the valley, and you're gonna have many more cubits no, in the no, valley. No, than no, you no. Will no. Above the water the was higher. Was the, the the gross water level was fifteen cubits higher than the tallest mountain. The gross water level. <laughs> Where does it say that? The gross water level. <laughs> what kind of biblical philosophy is this? How do you calculate Masonic. that? The gross amount of water. <laughs> what about the net water level? All the flesh died that moved on the earth. Birds, domestic animals, wild animals, all swarming creatures that swarm the earth, and all the human beings. But not the Nephilim. Well, no, why wouldn't they die? Because it only calls out human beings. But didn't Eliezer said the angels were created with the flying things in Genesis 1 verse 5, or on the fifth day, but something like that. There's a five in there. But it, at this point, it doesn't specify flying things. It says birds. Oh, you're right. You're right. Why is it so concerned with it lists these things? A bunch of fucking time. I feel like we've read these lists, like the creeping things, the swarming things. The like, is this a horror movie? Like, <laughs> but, but don't creeping things also swarm? Generally, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> All the bugs. There's been one other being than humans introduced as like a, as like an anthropomorphic character in the story, and that's the snake. So right, the snake is now a crawling thing because he's been cursed without legs. So they have to have two snakes on there. There's zero snakes on there. How does it work? How many snakes do you have? Are snakes clean? Are they? Oh my God. Are snakes kosher? Can we check Havad.org or Snakes Kosher? Yeah, we need a chart. If anyone could get, send us a chart. <laughs> send us a chart of what's clean, what's unclean. <laughs> Are Snakes Kosher? March 9th, 2013. <laughs> Somebody answered this question. From AnimalQuestions.com. Everything. What of atheists read the Bible's favorite sources? <laughs> Everything you ever wanted to know about animals. Are snakes okay. kosher? There are definitely certain foods which those of the Jewish faith are allowed to eat, and those of which they are not. And snake meat falls under the latter category. Interesting. Some of the other simpler types of organisms which are not considered to be kosher include shrimp, catfish, frog, Crab, octopus, oyster, snail, and sturgeon. 
Octopus are fucking delicious. That is a crime. So that's a sea monster, isn't it? An octopus? So can you eat sea monsters? No. You can't eat octopus. Oh, so it's unclean. Yes. Because it's a sea monster or for some other reason. The sea monsters on the wrong side of the tracks. Typically, when one goes to a kosher, kosher butcher in the area, they are offered the same types of meats, usually consisting of lamb, beef, and chicken. Snakes are most definitely considered to be a non-kosher food for those who strictly follow. So, But what is the... Okay. So we found from this article that they're not kosher. But there is zero information as to why. <laughs> ah, we can get the answer from OxfordChabad.org. There's a Chabad in Oxford. What foods are kosher? Fish which have fins and scales are kosher. Any other water life is not. Well, it's interesting. Here's the list of partial, partial list of non-kosher fish. Cockles, eels, lumpfish, monkfish, mussels. These are all the goopy fish. So the sea life, actually, right, they aren't on the ark because by default they get to live. But are they clean? Are they unclean? And are the snakes clean or unclean? Are they on the ark? Yeah, they'd be considered unclean, right? Like if they kind of represent a... Right, but there are snakes today, so we know there must have been at least two of them on the ark, right? I would imagine it's two of every species of snake, too, right? Yeah, it's not just time. two. It's not two snakes, just two snakes, like the two snakes, the most snakiest snake snakes of the snakes. <laughs> so is this like the platonic, the, the platonic snake, snake that yes, represents one, all snakes? It's like the room temperature. <laughs> yes, exactly. The the platonic form of a snake. But isn't the platonic form of the snake in this case, from what we know in the story so far, is to challenge the system that God has created? Yes. The swarming creatures. He brought the swarming creatures. And they and again, they're making the distinction between domestic and wild animals. Yeah, it's weird, right? The Bible doesn't describe domestication as being done by humans, which is... Right, like that's a, that's a very distinct part in human history, the Neolithic Revolution when we started uh, domesticating animals and doing things like that. Right. Like just kind of going back to like the moral, like the morality of this whole situation. Do they have families? Like, do they tell their families like, yo, I'm leaving. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did they have to tell people too? like, hey, I'm well, just going to be out next week. From the genetic explanation, uh, like, how does it work? How much Nephilim DNA or whatever is too much? Right. Because like if they if Noah's family is totally perfect and they're going to repopulate the earth then clearly their parents at least must have also been totally perfect. And isn't that strange? But Noah alone was the, and his family. Right. Or maybe it's Noah alone, but his family is just kind of like, okay, we'll tolerate them because you can't repot. I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe you can in the Bible. Did they, did they say to other family members or friends, like, you're all going to, like, you have to, did they not know? Yeah. <laughs> like, like were they, when, when, when the sons approach them, like, hey, you got to get on my father's ship. Wait, what? Now. <laughs> now. <laughs> Is this explained in the Darren Aronofsky movie? Oh, I wanted to see that. You know, I, I couldn't get through it. That guy's movies, man. Oh, I love his movies. I mean, some of them. I mean, I see why you like them. <laughs> but uh, you got to cut that out so Darren Aronofsky doesn't sue us. It did mention the plants in one of them, didn't it? No, it it mentioned the bird, having enough birds so they can seed their own. Uh, oh, so it was using seed in the biblical sense, not in yes. the literal sense. <laughs> Quite. So, yeah, so what happens to the plants? What happens to all the plants? They are punished. But why? Because what it just says that like humans were violent and then this thing with the Nephilim happened before that, which seems kind of unrelated to the whole thing. It but does. I guess it played into God's reasoning somehow. But like, okay, so for me, the basic question about this story, if you were to just pitch it to me as a story, is why does God think this is the best solution? 
couldn't God think of things a little bit? Like, be a little be more optimistic about like why does he have to be like no? I need to drown everything. <laughs> yeah, you all got to die. <laughs> First, people worshipped like natural forces, like the wind and the rain or whatever. And then they had gods that were kind of anthropomorphic and that were more ambivalent and not always like great. And they were okay with that. And they realized like, yeah, Zeus is kind of a fucking dick. That's his whole thing. But now Yahweh, he seems like he's kind of a fucking dick just on the page. But apparently millions and millions of people worship this guy. Is he appealing? I don't. I don't think so. No, I think that. I think that's where you're supposed, you're supposed to realize the fear, <laughs> more so. Right. I think that's where the, the bottom line is. You got to recognize the fear in him, and then. <laughs> so it's the an point. authoritarian yeah. thing. It's yeah. like obey me or else. Yeah. But that's the other fucked up thing, right? Because if it is like he's righteous, because he's the only uh, non Nephilim based dude in his family he's righteous by birthright it's not it's not that he's he's done anything it's not that he's a good particularly good guy it's just that he's got this blood right right it's just the eugenics and that's fucking horrible that's pretty messed up (laughs) we'll wait until the next chapter (laughs) but yes it's fucking but what were you know what were the angels doing like genetically engineering their own angel human hybrids in the first place or you know however you conceive of it right was it just horniness or was it specifically to create the nephilim remember alexander horniness is not a crime horniness is not a crime (laughs) (laughs) horny Open your heart and your mind. <laughs> there you go. Uh, you ever see Southland Tales? No one's seen that movie. <laughs> except movie us. Like We're the only two people on the planet who like that movie. It's, it's such a good brilliant movie. Though. Such a good it's movie. Fucking brilliant. And all flesh died that moved on the earth. Birds, domestic animals, wild animals, all swarming creatures that swarm on the earth. And all human beings, everything on dry land in whose nostrils was the breath of life died. He blotted out every living thing that was on the face of the ground. Human beings and animals and creeping things and birds of the air. (laughs) They were blotted out from the face of the earth. All right, we get it. It was the birds and the creeping things and the humans and the this and the that. Every swarming creature. And sw- every swarming creature. Only Noah was left and those that were with him in the ark. And the water swelled on the earth for 150 days. Wait. Wait, wait. What? <laughs> I thought... Yeah, I know. There's, now there's 150 days, so we're up to... That's fucked up. <laughs> so it was a rain for it. Well, that initial 40 days, 40 nights is just to get the, everything flooded. Then you got to make sure the world's like really flooded. <laughs> Everyone's extra dead. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because if, if they're not dead already, they're certainly going to be like, dead yeah, underwater at 150 yeah. days. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yo, I'm going to just add another 150 days. <laughs> That's just punitive then on everybody in the ark. Yeah, it's like it's not you like all will suffer. Yeah, exactly, it, it's undue suffering because nothing is gonna get any more dead on day two than it was on day one. See, I thought it was all the things that he collected were for to be able to have them survive for forty days, forty nights. But like now, you're talking about two hundred days. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe that's how the dinosaurs died is they just ran out of leaves to feed the brontosauruses and they just brutally starved to death on the ark because God kept on changing his. So he was consistent about the weak thing, but it's got to be nerve wracking if someone tells you and you know, this person's God, presumably somehow, and you're not just insane. If someone's like, it's got to be hard to tell. Right? The world is <laughs> ending, but I'm going to give you totally ambiguous and inconsistent, but somehow insanely repetitive instructions about it. Oh, no, but, but they, they don't specify who survived. Oh, <laughs> do they specify who survived no, right they, after? They don't. 
That's interesting. No, he blotted out everyone except. No, no, no. He's talking. You're talking about on the ark. Yeah, on the ark. Like after. Oh, so like. Could Noah have had more family that they just didn't talk about? Or, or just... <laughs> that ate each other. They ate the ones that they... No, that's interesting. Because if you were going to eat members of your own family, you wouldn't write that down. No. <laughs> you would leave out that part where it's like, oh, yeah, those people, they didn't make it. They, yeah, it's uh, just, you know, Noah and whoever was with him. Whoever was there. Whoever was there. Or what if... The author is just tired of writing him at this point because they've had to they've had to repeat the bit about the birds and the creeping things and the well. And if you're Noah, you're like Jesus Christ, well, get yeah. to the point, God. <laughs> like yes, we know creeping things, blah 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 blah. blah. The and the only person who was left was you know Noah, and it's, who was it? I, I don't know. Whoever was there, you know, <laughs> the rest of them. No one, no one, the rest of them. One hundred and fifty cans of spam of all that swarms in the sea and flies across the dome of the sky. Forty packs of ramen, each according to its kind. Two jars of the clean bubble tea flavors. Seven jars of the unclean. Oh, I didn't know you were listening. I've created a Faraday cage around the perimeter of the bunker keep them from listening. It's been seven days since we ordered the dumplings and they haven't come. So Diogenes decided he's got this crazy idea. He's just gonna go out, out of the bunker, leave the bunker into the afterscape to find these dumplings. And I, I don't know if this bunker is waterproof. I don't know what's gonna happen with this flood. And this thing like, I, I can't read this by myself. It's, it's totally contradictory. And like, I, I gotta talk about it with someone. Diogenes, if you're out there, you need to get back to the bunker. Also, if you could pick up some black tapioca from the Asian supermarket, our, uh, our black tapioca has gone stale. Will Diogenes return to the bunker? Will he have more black tapioca? Find out on an indeterminate Sunday in the future. Wait, wait, are we getting renewed? Wait, no? What, what does that mean? Yeah, it's a, it's a podcast. No one can see you doing that. Music by Connected Sounds.